Hello and welcome to the My Hope Story podcast from Hope Community Church Balanak. Stories of hope, all about Jesus. Who are we, but sinners saved by grace? Hello, how are you doing? Hi, I'm good. How good. are you? I'm good, thank you. Good. I'm good. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks episode, for having me. Episode number two. It's a good start. Um, you have a lot of... Uh, yeah, I know. I know. I, I listened to the one last week and was laughing a lot. So. Well, I hope the banter's better because last week's was, was terrible. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. And I blame Pete for that. Oh, obviously, yeah. yeah. Of course. So, Dilly, tell us who you are, first of all, and what your role is uh, within the church. Um, so, I'm Dilly. Um, um, my role within the church, uh, I'm a member of Hope Balanic. Yep. I became a member back in August last year. Okay. Um, but I've been coming to the church for quite a while before that, um, probably just about a year and a half now. Um, yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Okay. So you, you've seen the podcast for last week then. Yeah. Um, so you know what to expect. Uh, I'm expecting great things. <laughs> I don't actually know a lot about your story if I'm honest so this is going to be nice for me as well uh, as well as everyone else listening so I suppose we'll just start off the same way we did with Pete last week tell us about your younger days and what young Dilly was like (laughs) um yeah so I guess like really young Dilly um believe it or not I was really shy like I didn't really talk to people that I didn't know um I don't believe that for a minute (laughs) yeah uh, this was uh, when I was living back in Surrey. Um, so I lived there with my mum, my dad and my younger brother until I was uh, about 10. Okay. And then um, my dad decided that he was going um, to train for ministry. Yep. So we left Surrey and uh, moved to Nottingham for two years while my dad was in theological college. Cool. And um, yeah, I was going into year six at school, um, which is like, I don't know what that is in Scottish years because it's like completely different. Yeah, that, that's always um, confused me. <laughs> Clearly England does it wrong. So mm, mm, Yeah, okay. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, and I just, I kind of got there and I was like, right, well, I don't know anybody. Yeah. Um, there's nobody that I can talk to that I know, so... I'm gonna have really to start. Well. Yeah, I'm gonna have yeah. to start talking to people that I don't know, um, and that my parents don't know, and yeah, that kind of really brought me out of my shell and got me used to speaking yeah. to new people. Okay, mm. that's cool. Yeah. So you said you've you've got um, brothers and sisters. Mm-hmm. Uh, what what's the kind of ages between you? So I have an older half brother who is 11 years older than me Um, and I used to kind of see him on weekends when I was really young but he wasn't um, kind of part of the family that lived in our house so I didn't really grow up with him Um, and then my younger brother is two years younger than me. Okay so you played the big sister role as well? Oh yeah. Yeah Yeah, definitely. Um, My mum always says that like we got on really really well Um, I don't know if I remember it that way. <laughs> um, uh, you know, we we used to fight and we used to annoy each other um, when we were younger. And one as, of, as all siblings do. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, one of my favourite things to do was to jump out on Phil. He's my younger brother, and like just jump out on him and make him scream. He's this really like high pitched girly scream, and <laughs> I loved it. It was amazing. Um, but he got me back. He got me back I'm as sure well. He did. Um, but yeah, we're really close now. Good. Um, yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, so you mentioned your dad was uh, studying theology. Yeah. That's cool. I had no idea that that, that was a that was a case. So yeah. Tell us a little bit about that then. What was it? Yeah. So um, I guess I, it started in the church that I grew up in, um, and he was a lay reader there, and um, really really involved um, in church life. And my mum was as well. Actually, yeah. like she used to run the Sunday school, um, and it was a massive part of life. Um, and then through kind of multiple um, decisions with dad's jobs and feeling called to kind of do more, um, he decided that he was going to go and study. Um, and so he did his two years studying at Nottingham. Yeah. Um, and we then moved down to Weymouth in Dorset, uh, where he did um, almost kind of like a, a pastor in training, okay. um, kind of two years with a church and he stayed on in Weymouth after that and did um like he did ministry without a church so um it was working with a lot of churches um in Weymouth because there was lots and lots of different churches some of them were Church of England some of them were free churches um and kind of bringing them all together and doing ministry on the streets um and like really just kind of working with the town um rather than a church and a church building and um just yeah working with people and and putting things together for that so probably not what you would when you think of a church and you think of maybe what a pastor a preacher would be like you you kind of picture standing up on a stage like this and just preaching in front of everyone who's probably not listening and probably falling asleep just like we do when Pete's preaching. Mm, yeah. Um, <laughs> to, to what your dad was doing was, was, was probably a bit different. Yeah, um, completely So that's pretty different. cool. Yeah. That was really cool. Yeah, it was. So you're going to church, you said. Um, yeah. Your mum's running the, the Sunday school. Yeah. How's that for you? It was really good. Um, I really loved my childhood and like and growing up in that church and in that church family. Um, I, I just remember being really happy um, when I was going to church down in Surrey. You know, I knew everybody at the yeah. church, so yeah. um, I could speak to all of them at that point, and that was <laughs> fine. Um, yeah, and then when we went to Nottingham um, as part of Dad's course, it was going to see lots of different churches and experience um, different ways of preaching and different ways of leading. And I got to go along with him, and it was great. So I went to again like loads of different churches. Yeah. Um, like I remember a couple that were kind of stand out for places that I really liked, um, but mostly that was because they either had kind of early teenagers there that were the same age as me um or they had donuts that was the vineyard (laughs) church (laughs) so vineyard you got donuts yeah you got donuts before the service so i would like to go into that one definitely missing that (laughs) yeah if we need more people in then yeah Yeah. maybe pete should get his old donuts (laughs) okay so i want to talk a little bit about sunday school then because 
again, when I picture Sunday school, it's probably some old person um, just talking at young kids. Yeah. Uh, and I know that's not how we kind of try and do do it here at, um, at Hope, but that, that's what I picture. So what was Sunday school like for you then? Um, I guess there was kind of lots of different layers to it, depending on where I was. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Sunday school when I was really young was... Oh, hi, Mum. Um, <laughs> and we usually did like an arts and craft and we'd learn something about Jesus and we'd do all the kind of children's story tales. So like Noah and the Ark yeah. and Jonah and the Whale. And, um, you know, it was just, it was all very um, sweet and... Yeah. Um, Fluffy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but it was good. I had really good memories from that. And then um, kind of moving forward from that, it became less about Sunday school and more about um, like teenage home groups and okay. meeting with friends um, that were the same age as me and having um, adults that like weren't too much older than us that were like yeah. the cool adults um, and having them kind of go through a few verses or doing yeah. some teaching and we'd all sit on bean bags and stuff our faces and yeah that was really good um, and then while I was in Weymouth, um, I kind of took part in uh, a thing called Kid Zone. Okay. So I was kind of at that age where I wasn't like old enough to run it, but I could be one of like the leaders. One of um, the cool kids. Yeah, I was one of the cool kids, um, and that was just absolute mayhem um, because they almost ran it like a game show. <laughs> okay. so they had games and they had like people chucking like cream pies and ketchup all over each other um and then there was like the bit of bible study and um the bit of teaching about jesus in that um but it was a lot of theater and fun yeah. um with kind of jesus loves you okay great <laughs> it combined in it okay cool so, so you've been moving about a fair bit. Yeah. Um, you have came out your shell, which is great. Uh, where are you at with being a Christian? Do you understand what the gospel means when you're younger? Yeah. Um, I think I definitely understood what it meant. Um, I knew that I had done things wrong. Um, I knew that I wasn't perfect and I knew that Jesus had died for me and he'd taken yeah. that. Um, at that point, I don't think that I was aware of actually how much of like a sinner I was and how a bigger deal sin was. Yeah. You know, I was naughty and I was bad and then people forgot about it and that was finally yeah. moved on. Um, and then really what an impact um, following Jesus is meant to have on your life. You know, I was quite happy to go and have um, my friendship groups that were part of the church and my friendship groups at school. And um, that was it. There was nothing really different. Yeah. You know, um, I don't think anyone that looked at me and looked at some of my non-Christian friends when I was that age would have noticed any difference. Okay. So, 
and we, we spoke about this last week as well with Pete, it's kind of almost like living a, a double life. Yeah, um, yeah, a little bit. So, how did you, how did you get on at high school then, knowing that you are a Christian, were you teased at all, was it difficult for you? Um, I went to a Christian high school. Okay. Um, and I still had friends there, like I still had friends in the group that were um, Christians as well. Um, so it wasn't, it wasn't really too hard for me, I don't think. Everyone just kind of accepted that I was a Christian and, and that was that. And I think at that age there wasn't really, again I said like there wasn't much difference. You know, yeah. I was, I was classed as like one of the good kids and maybe like a little <laughs> bit of a nerdy kid rather than a Christian kid. Um, I think the difference came when I went to college. Um, so I would have been 16 through 18 um, okay. at that time. And that was really when, um, you know, being a Christian was different. So that's when all the good stuff happens. Yeah. Which I'm sure <laughs> will come on to. Okay. So before we move on to that, what, what's, what's the family life like then? Um, is it centred around, I appreciate it, through your dad's work, out with work, is it centred around being a Christian and loving Jesus? Or Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I think I was really, really blessed growing up to have parents that both believed in Jesus and both yeah. had a really active faith. Um, and I learned a lot of the Bible through not reading it myself, um, but being told about it and yeah. um, talking about it. Um, and I think they were, both my mum and dad were really good role models um, in kind of modelling just trusting in God. Yeah. Um, you know, packing up the whole family and moving <laughs> and being like, oh, we don't know what's going to happen, but, you know we trust God and there were so many um, times growing up where I remember my mum and dad having conversations with me going look we think this is right and we think this is what we're going to do but we're just going to trust God that if it's not then it won't happen and that's okay um, and we're just going to see where he leads us and that's mental right yeah like you're so blessed to, to grow up in that environment because even today I really struggle with, mm. with putting that trust in, in God even though you know he's in control, but yeah. to, to have to grow up in that is, is amazing. Yeah. And for people outside um, having a faith, that that must be mental to look at. Yeah. Absolutely mental. But yeah. No, that's amazing. That's amazing. It was. It was really good. Um, what about your What about your younger brother? Is he kind of in the same boat as you? Is he? So, Phil took part in everything, um, but didn't quite have the same friendship group. Okay. that I had so he struggled a lot more with it um, and I don't know whether it was because there was more people my age that were going yeah. to church or because a lot of the people and I say people like the younger adults that were there were girls um, so as a younger guy I think he really struggled um, I don't think any of his like close friends were Christians okay. um, and my mum and dad always gave us the option as to whether to go to church or not when we were old enough yeah. to be left alone um, 
and he stopped going pretty much as soon as he so had he that option yeah, yeah. How, how did you feel about that that must have been quite difficult um again at that point i don't think that i had really kind of clocked how much being a christian is like part of your life yeah you know i was christian at the groups and i was christian at the <laughs> church and then my other life was just normal so i i saw phil having this kind of um life outside of church and that was just okay he's being a kid yeah and what, what age do you use at this point um say so we moved to weymouth when i was 12 so between the years of like 12 and 18 okay so he would have been 10 to 16 okay yeah probably the age that you would start start falling away from mm. if you had a choice yeah um, but it's just difficult and it can be sad but um, I'm sure you can tell us more about that later on. Yeah. Okay, so let's let's talk about the, the good stuff then. So you <laughs> went to college, what, what are you studying yeah. at? Um, so at college, oh, I studied law, psychology, sociology and performing arts. Okay, quite a lot. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I feel like you should be sitting here then <laughs> and, and studying me, but fair play. Um, so what was the plan then? So, um, I really, really wanted to join the police force. Okay. That was kind of the end goal. Um, and at that stage, I knew that I wanted a degree yep. before um, I joined. So, I'd started looking at law degrees. Um, and, yeah, I just kind of picked the college courses that would work best for getting into university yeah. and, and getting the law degree, but also that wasn't just like English or history. <laughs> I was like, stuff. I've done that for eight years <laughs> now. I'm all right, not doing it anymore. So, okay. yeah. So you're at college then? Yeah. Tell us a little bit about college life. What are you, 16, 17 at this stage? Yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah, 16, 17. And um, I think that's kind of when the cracks started to show um, for me, between having this kind of church life and outside life. Um, and I still had some of my friends that were going to um, church at my college. Okay. Um, but there was a lot more of my friends that weren't Christians at that yeah. point. And um, that's when I started getting like, oh, you're a Christian, you're not meant to be doing that stuff. <laughs> and oh, you're a Christian, you shouldn't say stuff. And I kind of felt that at that stage it was my personality and the way that I'm growing was clashing with yeah. this picture that people had of being a Christian and what I should and shouldn't be doing. And you start to really wrestle with yourself, but mm -hmm. even though you know that their perception of what a Christian should be and shouldn't be is, is actually probably wrong, yeah. but you all of a sudden start to second guess yourself. And yeah, definitely. It's pretty difficult. So when you're, when you're at college, are you saved at this point? Do you, do you believe that you've been saved? So I would have said yes okay. at the time. Um, I had gone through a confirmation course when I was 14, 15, yeah. um, which in Church of England is so that you can take the bread and wine. Okay. Um, and, you know, they kind of 
make sure you believe what you're meant to yeah. and yeah. um and at that stage i would have said yes i'm a christian and yes that's what i believe um but <laughs> at the same time i wasn't living that yeah. like at all i was like okay yes i can say all this stuff and i can turn up to church and I know what to pray um, and I know the Bible verses <laughs> that I need. You can be a um, Sunday Christian. Yeah, absolutely. I was definitely like tick but Christian. Yeah, yeah. Um, and just not at all <laughs> while I was at college. Um, yeah, and like you said, it, it became that wrestle with, okay, I know how I'm meant to be, yeah. Yeah. but I don't want to be that. <laughs> Um, okay. Yeah. So you're at college. You're maybe getting teased a little because you're not yeah. living to the expectations of what a Christian should be, or you're saying stuff or doing stuff that they don't think is is what you should be doing. So you mentioned cracks start showing. So I'm assuming yeah. sin starts to really come in and, and grab hold of you. Yeah, absolutely. What's the struggles? What are you coming up against? Um. So I think. A lot of things that that just happen when you're that age and you're a teenager um that as christians we go okay that's sin um and society maybe looks at that and goes teenagers yeah um so for me it was starting to drink alcohol um you know going out and drinking too much alcohol um and then relationships um yep. particularly like sexual relationships um do we need to do a disclaimer here to your mum and dad before you no they know <laughs> that, was, that was an interesting conversation <laughs> um yeah and then again just like things that i was saying and um things that i was doing you know i remember um having conversations with people and, and being horrible about people um okay. like being really snide and and unnecessary really um but at that stage i was it, it's my opinion and that's how i feel yeah um yeah okay so did you start to fall away from the church at all during this period or were you still having that christian life yeah, not while I was at college. Okay. Um, I still went to church. I still went to the home groups because that was where my friends were. Yeah. And the friends that I had at college who were part of that Christian group um, were living exactly the same as me. Yeah. You know, they could live their church life and live their college life and they were two completely different people. But um, getting the, both, the, the best yeah. of both. Yeah, and I guess I was exactly the same. And because I had those friends there, I was going for the friends yeah. and for the fun, you know, I like singing and I like dancing and I could do that at church and yeah, it was a social event rather than a, lowing, a learning and a growing faith experience. Yeah. And you mentioned there you could sing and dance, it just upsets me that we can't do that anymore. I know. And that came up last so week and see if it continues to come up. <laughs> By the time we get to the fifth and sixth episode, I'll be sitting crying that we can't sing and talk to anymore. Oh, sorry. Okay, so you're at college then. Um, you're kind of living this double life, um, drinking, being involved in, in relationships, um, and sin is really starting to probably take take a hold of you. Um, 
How did you get on at college? Did you did you see that through the the, the whole time yeah. you were there? Yeah, um, finished college, got a place at university, um, and then I moved to Middlesbrough. Um, You've moved a lot. Yeah. <laughs> right. I, I'm not very good at geo- uh, geography, but you're, you're t- tell me all Up these places. Up and down everywhere. And, and I know them because I've heard of them, but I couldn't tell you any of them are. They could all be neighbouring, but they could also be all over the place. I just um, couldn't be bothered with that moving about. I really, really wanted to move away from Weymouth. Um, and not so much that it was moving away from my parents, but... I think I found that my time in Nottingham, I loved being up north and I okay. loved the people up north. And I think actually moving from Nottingham to Weymouth was more of a change than the first move yeah. for me. Because I'd gone from Nottingham, that is really kind of multicultural, loads of different people, really big city, to Weymouth, that was a tiny little town. Um, that had all the same kind of people living there and everybody knew what everybody was doing and that kind of really freaked me out at first. Like that people would come up to me and be like, Oh, I saw you out shopping the other day and I'm like What? (laughs) (laughs) Well that's that's why Pete loves Calvi, man. Mm, See, every time something goes on in Calvi, I just need to look in your group chat and Pete's already on it trying to get answers. (laughs) It's amazing because like we'll see the sirens and they're like (laughs) see the sirens hear the sirens and see the lights go past our house and not even two <laughs> minutes later yeah. our phones will go off and Absolutely. we'll both be like Pete <laughs> I mean I don't even live in, in Balanok and I, I you know, know. Zone, I, I just need <laughs> to look at that um, it's kind of like eyes out a still game or, or Pete although he doesn't always know the answers but mm. okay so you're moving around you're going yep. to university what are you what are you studying at, at uni so I studied law at uni so you went for law yeah okay and how's that? Because you've now moved away, you're, you've kind of left your parents behind. Yeah. So you're going out in the big bad world mm-hmm. on your own. Yeah. Pretty scary. No, I loved no. it. <laughs> <laughs> Bad freedom. Yeah. Um, yeah, I really loved it. Um, it was, uni for me was that kind of in between of... Um, leaving my parents' house, but still having that support. Um, and it, yeah, just kind of a really gentle step into adulthood. Yeah. Um, like I learned how to pay bills and, and things like that. <laughs> and you realised everything was expensive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and let's face it, we'd never actually leave our mum and dad's. No, like, no, it's still home, isn't yeah, it? You still absolutely. call it home. Like my mum and dad don't live in a house that I have ever lived in now, but, but still I'm still home, going home when I go to see absolutely. them. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. Okay, so you've moved to uh, to uni. Mm-hmm. Um, are you living on your own? Are you shared accommodation? I was in a shared house every year that I was there, um, but I lived with different people each year. Okay. And the people that you lived with, are they Christians? No. No. So how was no, that? No, at all. Completely different dynamic then. Um, yeah, I guess yes and no, because... At that point, like I'd gone to uni and I had a couple of weeks where I'd looked at churches um, and hadn't found any that I'd liked. Um, And I think that's probably nothing to do with the churches. It was more to do with me and being like, 
like, I'm at uni and I don't have to pretend to go to church anymore yeah. to spend time with people so that I'm not finding, friends with. You started finding flaws in the church as an excuse not to go. Yeah, yeah. exactly, exactly. And I went to the student union um, and went to the Christian union a couple of times and again was like, I don't really get on with these people. And so that social element wasn't there. So I completely stopped going. Okay. I didn't go to church. Um, I didn't have any Christian friends um, for the whole time I was at university. Um, so how's your personal walk with Jesus then? If you've not got the, the church element to it, how's your, your personal walk? So I would have said at that point I was a Christian. Yeah. But it was very much like... You know when you get those sheets through that go, what religion are you? Oh, yeah, I'm Christian. Take the box. (laughs) That's it. That's that's my Christian life on that sheet of paper. And I wasn't behaving like a Christian. I would would pray when something was going wrong. (laughs) We all do that. (laughs) Um, And at no other point um, when I was like, okay, Jesus, help me get through this exam. Uh, or Jesus, I really need this job. Um, and, and all and joking it. aside, though, that that is that's the grace that we we get from mm. from God that we can totally neglect the whole time yeah. and, and still call out for help when yeah. when we need it. Uh, and ultimately, that brings us back to to Jesus, which you clearly now are, which I'm sure we'll come on to later on. Yeah. Um, but we'll stick with the good stuff at the moment. <laughs> um, so yeah. So you don't really have a Christian life anymore, other no. than ticking a box to yeah. say that you're a Christian. You're only yeah. praying when you need help yep. um, to get you through exams. Yeah. Um, what kind of sin are you struggling with? I can imagine what it is, given that it's uni life. Yeah, um, everything and, and kind of everything that I've covered before, um, you know, like relationships, alcohol, um, I think um, particularly as kind of like a growing young woman, the relationship that I had with my body as well. And um, not that I was like going out and being ridiculous with it, yeah. but I I definitely wouldn't wear the clothes that I wore at uni now. It's <laughs> <laughs> okay. a delicate way yeah. of pushing it. Yeah. Um, and yeah, just, I think I took, um my studies for granted um i was just like oh everything that was good or that i saw as good in my life that was me i'd done that and that was my hard work and um even though you're praying and asking for help oh yeah yeah but so i'd asked jesus for help before the exam (laughs) but when i passed the exam i'm so clever (laughs) i'm amazing (laughs) yeah um and I'd had this conversation with uh, Faith actually a couple of months ago that nothing bad happened like during that time. Like I know a lot of people um, have that kind of come into the realization that their life isn't working because um, they have a trauma or something bad happens or they hit that point where they're like, I can't live like this anymore. That didn't happen for me. Like, so you're probably just living the, the kind of cliche uni life. Yeah, absolutely. Thinking nothing really bad's going on, I'm just going out drinking and, and yep. doing what everyone else at uni does. Yeah. Uh, and that's it. And to an extent, it 
probably isn't that bad um, as the world would see it. You kind of touched on this earlier. Yeah. But yeah, so are, are you aware that it's sin? Are you aware that Jesus isn't really in your thoughts any any time through this? Um, I think there had been a couple of times when particularly my dad had asked where I was at. Yeah. Um, and looking back on it now, um, I can see how worried they must have been. Yeah. Um, because I wasn't hiding any of this from them. You know, I'd, I'd chat with my mum, I'd send them photos from our nights out, and um, I'd bring boyfriends home to meet them. Yeah. Um, and my dad is one of these people that he doesn't say a lot. Um, he sits and listens a lot. Um, but when he says something, it's always like, oh, okay. It's the old, I'm not angry, I'm just disappointed. <laughs> yes, <it>? exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, I got that line so much. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, and they had um, really openly said that they would support me whatever happened in my life and yeah. they would always be my parents um, but they were worried um, you know they'd ask where I was at with church and where I was at with God and I brushed them off completely yeah. just like oh it's fine you know nothing bad's happening so it's okay okay so they're probably praying like mad mm-hmm. for you at this point <laughs> yeah. like yeah, just definitely. imagine and you're just kind of brushing it off as if yeah. nothing's actually going on yeah I don't need that like you know it set me up really well it gave me a really good foundation for my life and um, obviously I feel like I'm doing really well at the moment and so I don't really need it anymore okay so we're going to jump to now okay just very quickly <laughs> um, we will come back to your journey to get to yeah, here no. but if, if you could speak to yourself now yeah speak to that person who was at uni do you think you would have said anything different to try and get yourself down a different path? Or Yeah. Um, I, and I don't know what, like, I don't know what I would have said. You'd probably just be praying like mad like your mum and dad did. <laughs> yes. Yeah, like, I don't know what I would have listened to at that point. Um, yeah. I don't like, and I know that's a really rubbish answer, but um, yeah, I don't know what I would have said that would have actually kind of clicked. Um, Like, there's so much that, like, that I would say from my position, like, um, like you're going to keep looking and looking and looking, and you're never going to find it where you're looking. Yeah. And you're going to feel lost, and you want people to love you, but that's not the love that you need, and that feeling of guilt when something bad happens you can't keep brushing that off Um, and it's something so much more serious Um, and I probably would not have listened to any of it yeah amen no like that's that's a sermon right there (laughs) (laughs) all right cool Um, so where's Rash at during this are you do you know him at this point yeah. Okay. <laughs> I met Rash in my Rash being first, your husband. Yeah, course. Rash is my husband. Um I met him in my first year of university. Okay. And when did you get together? Did you 
Um, just friends at the beginning type thing? So, yeah, we started off being friends um, and very quickly started spending a lot of time together. Um, we met through mutual friends um, through sports teams. Yeah, because Rash played rugby. He played know. American football. Was that American football at uni? Yeah. I can see <laughs> Pete gesturing in the background. <laughs> At this, at this point, Pete would like me to say that I was a cheerleader, and uh, that's how I met Raj because he was on the American football team. Okay. <laughs> so, are you going to give us a snippet of your cheerleading skills? Uh, we're not allowed to sing and dance in church anymore. You can so. dance. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think anybody needs to see that right now. Pete's got some pom poms there. I can imagine. <laughs> okay, so you're a cheerleader. Mm-hmm. But I didn't know that at all. Yeah. So that's, that's funny because you're going to get a slag in there. Yeah, I know. Um, okay, so <laughs> so you meet Rash yeah. uh, while he's playing American football and you're singing and dancing for him. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I'm going to take this opportunity to say that I was the type of cheerleader that like throws people in the air, not the kind with the pom pom. <laughs> Okay, so you're the <laughs> so you're the big buff one that just goes yes. out. Yes. Yes. Okay. Okay. Just gonna take a complete side note. What's with the name Dilly? <laughs> okay. So, um, Dilly wasn't the name that I was given when I was born. Yeah, I, I kind of got that. <laughs> um, I was born Alexandra. Wow. Yeah. I yeah. Okay. Um, and I don't know if Ali knows that either. She will now. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ali, better be listening. Um, yeah, I was born at Alexandra, but um, my granddad um, started calling me Dilly when I was, like, teeny tiny little. And um, he used to sing a little song to me when he was calling me Dilly. And it just kind of stuck. Okay. Um, and at that age, uh, I couldn't say Alexandra but I could say Dilly. I actually think you might have told me this story before <laughs> and I now feel bad that I've asked you but now everyone knows. Right. No one else knows it. Okay. I'm, I'm sure we must have been we must have been ha- having a fire or something yeah, and you probably. told us that although I don't remember you saying your name's Alexandra. Mm. Um, okay so your, your granddad called you and yeah. you couldn't say your actual name so you just stuck with Dilly. Stuck with Dilly Um yeah that must have been from when I started talking Um so I had it legally changed when I was 18 wow. um, because I st- it started causing issues <laughs> because like I was joining new jobs and not getting paid because payroll didn't know who Alexandra was. <laughs> <laughs> and like, all of my certificates from school said Alexandra, um, but then weren't being taken because they were like, well, that's not you. Um, because you're telling everyone your name's Dilly. Because my name's Dilly. And even I remember like um, being at an event, and I, I, this is really bad that I can't remember what event it was, but it was with my dad's step family, and we really um, we weren't very close with them when I was growing up. Yeah. Um, and I remember standing talking to someone, and then everyone shouting, being like, "Alex, come for a photo, Alex, Alex." Alex, we need you for a photo. Yeah, definitely I'm told me that story like, before. <laughs> I'm standing there going, 
who is this guy Alex? <laughs> Why is he being so rude? Like, just go for the photo. And then someone comes up and taps me on the shoulder and is like, Alexandra, we need you. And I'm like, uh, me? <laughs> like, yeah, stuck yeah. with Ali. Yeah, Dilly's so much better. <laughs> okay, cool. So, back to you being a cheerleader then. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> I really don't know what else to say about that. <laughs> back to you being a cheerleader. That, that yeah. was really funny. Um, okay, so you've met Rash. Yeah. Um, you're now spending more time with him. Yeah. Now, Rash is not a Christian. No. Um, how was that? That must have been... Well, to be fair, you're not really a Christian oh, no. at this point, either. No, not really. So... Um, it was very much um, like any other relationship from yeah. um, kind of anybody else in the world at that age. Not would, being would Christian. You, would you introduce yourself as being a Christian? No. No? So it wouldn't even come up in conversation? No, not really. I think the first time that it came up in conversation with Rash um, was probably when he came to meet my mum and dad okay. um, and saying, you know, like, my dad is a vicar and that's what he believes and I think Rash even asked me at that stage he was like well do you believe it and I'm like yeah I believe in Jesus and that's it and that was it yeah okay okay so how, how many years are you at uni for three three anything exciting during that time or just very much the same throughout um yeah same throughout really um it was almost like living through a pandemic. Every day was kind of the same, <laughs> but it was a lot more fun than yeah. living through a pandemic. Yeah. At least you um, could go to the pub. Yeah. <laughs> um, and that was basically what my life consisted of, like um, lessons, um, exams. Um, I, I went and did Camp America um, okay. during uni. That was fun. Um, and yeah was a lot of parties and yeah. okay I, I may be jumping a bit too far forward here so pull me back if you want to no, different. how did you end up in, in Scotland so Rash had finished uni a couple of years ahead of me and um, during my time at university my mum and dad had moved from Weymouth down to Cornwall okay. um, again they had just been amazing and been like, God's leading us somewhere else now <laughs> um, and gone. Um, so I come to the end of finishing uni and I knew that I didn't want to stay in Middlesbrough. Um, like I'd really enjoyed my time there, um, but there wasn't really much um, in the way of work for me. Yeah. Um, and none of my friends were staying. So, so are you still thinking about going in the police? Yeah, yeah okay. I still wanted to do that. Um, Rash had got a job up in Glasgow working with one of his friends and so my options as I saw it was go back and live with my mum and dad in Cornwall in a teeny tiny little village that was like an hour away from the nearest town where there was work prospects okay. or um, move in with Rash and, and the best three city in the world yeah, um, <laughs> at that stage, I hadn't ever been to Glasgow. And when I told people I was thinking of moving to Glasgow, everyone was like, oh. Because it's clearly got a reputation. Yeah, massively. 
Um, and they were like, isn't it really dangerous? <laughs> <laughs> like, you're going to get attacked in the street. <laughs> Have you ever been attacked in the street in Glasgow? No, oh, actually, yeah. funnily, funnily All enough. those haters out there. I know, even when I wear my England shirt. I would probably attack you. Yeah, so those are kind of my options. And uh, the police force in Scotland was recruiting at that point. Okay. And I came up and I visited Raj a couple of times, um, met some people, and was like, yeah, sure, I'll go to Glasgow. Moving again? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you've moved to Glasgow. Whereabouts in Glasgow? Uh, so the first flat that Rash and I lived in was two blocks down from Celtic Park. <laughs> we we lived in a flat that was above the one-stop shop on London Road. Okay, that must be mental the weekends. It was horrific. <laughs> <laughs> like there were, we ended up um, putting in our calendar when the Celtic games were on because we were like, okay, we either have to be out for the whole day or we have to be in for the yeah, whole day yeah. because like trying to park or even just get into the flat. Um, when the games were on was just a nightmare. Okay. So what age are you at this point? 21. 21. Fresh out of uni? Yeah. Okay. Now, where are you at with, with Jesus during this time? Still nowhere? Yeah. <sighs> Still on. exactly the same. Um, just, yeah. Did, did you even think about churches in Glasgow when you first came here? I know you said you looked at it when you went to, to uni at the beginning, mm. but... Not when I first moved to Glasgow. Um, I think when I first moved here, um, the first six months that we were in the flat, um, it was a new city. So it was exciting and yeah. going and seeing different places. And um, my initial plan was to um, take a couple of months, settle down a bit, and then start applying for the police force. Um, but what actually happened really quickly was I got a job at a restaurant. Okay. Um, and that ended up being like really long hours um, and working a lot. So in my free time, I was going out and exploring rather yeah. than going to church. Okay. Being out, being a tourist instead, yeah. of, instead of going to church. What restaurant was it? Chiquito's oh, at Glasgow Fort. <laughs> I miss Chiquito's. It was amazing. It was. It, it was, was really it good. Was, I feel like should have a, a minute of silence for Chiquitos. See, we had one last week as well for, for Joan Becker. I need, to, I need to get this in every single week now. I mean, I'd go for the minute of silence for the food, because the food was amazing. It was. It Working was. there, not so much. Okay, fair play. Yeah. So you're in Glasgow, you've been there a few months, you're working in Chiquitos, you're, I'm assuming, patched the police at this point, you know, bothering about that. Um... It was still something that I'd wanted to go for. Yeah. Um, it was still kind of an end goal. Um, at the same time, Rash's um, relationship with his friend that he was working for had um, started breaking down um, and he wasn't really getting a lot of hours at work, so money was an issue. Yeah. Um, so at that point it was, I have a job and I'm going to work. Um, and didn't really think much else of it. So probably life and finances just kind of yeah. took over, yeah. as it does. Yeah. 
Okay, you're still not walking with Jesus at this point. No. Um, so what happens next then? So you've, you've been in full course. Yeah. Um, we had started looking at houses um, or like flats to buy. Okay. Um, we had had uh, quite a significant plumbing issue right. with the flat that we were staying in. Um, and we just we decided we needed out of there. So you say significant, what happened? The, the sewage pipe kept backing up oh. into our bathroom. Beautiful. Yeah. And it was happening, when we first moved in, we were the only flat in that block. Um, and they were old tenement flats, but they had been redone inside. Okay. Yeah. And the builders had obviously like just flushed cement or something down the pipes, and they were old pipes. Oh. And so when it was just us living there, it was fine, because we weren't putting enough down there yeah. for it to back it up. Yeah. And then other people started moving into the building, oh. and ours was like the lowest flat. Um, for the so pipe to come And it Absolutely started off happening um, every two weeks, and then it was every other day. Oh. And we were like, no, nope, no, nope, you can't live in that. No, I know it was it was awful, really, really bad. Um, so we were quite. So you're probably getting buzzing because you get to move again. <laughs> like yes. you clearly love moving. Yes, <laughs> thank you. I get, get to move out. Boxes. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, so we started looking at somewhere to buy, though, because um, we were both really happy in Glasgow, and we were like, well, we don't really want to keep paying rent to someone else. Yeah. Um, so we had looked at loads of flats, like absolutely tons, and they were all nice, um, and we would have probably been quite happy living in any one of them. Yeah. Um, as, but the only house that we saw was in Balanok. You end up in a wee scheme. And I ended up in Balanok. Okay. (laughs) Did you know Balanok at all? No. When I told people I was moving... (laughs) You told you were going to get attacked walking down the street. No, no. I told everybody that I was moving to (laughs) Balanok. And everybody was like, where is that? And I was like, (laughs) Balanok. And they were like, it's Balanok, love. Um, (laughs) So, yeah. Okay. And that's where you live now? Is it still the same wee house? Still the same house. I've been there now for seven years, six, seven years. And um, I know through conversation you're itching to get somewhere else, or you were certainly last year. Yeah. Um, Just buzzing to move again. Yeah. <laughs> I'm bored now. I'm like, no. Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, just kind of looking at, at bigger houses. We're in a two-bedroom at the minute, and yeah. you know, looking at family and. Um, it's it's always been really important for us yep. to have space where our families can come and visit because Rash's family is all in Norfolk, so they're not close by either. Yeah. Um. So and we love having people to stay, like friends and family. And, yeah. It's not yeah. allowed at the moment. Though. I know. <laughs> <sighs> okay. So. <laughs> yeah. So you do, you've moved to Balanok again. Yeah. Um. When do you find Jesus again? So. When I first moved to Balanok, um, I had a look at a few churches. What What made you start looking at churches? I think um, it was that, okay, I've bought a home now, and this is um, obviously where I'm going to be for a while. You know, it's not a temporary 
uni house that I was moving every year yeah. from. It's not a temporary flat. It's somewhere that I'm actually like going to put down roots. Um, and at the, at the time, I probably would have said that I was looking for a church, but I think really what I was looking for was friends. Social aspect. Yeah. Then. Yeah, because that's what I saw church as. Because there's only so much banter you can get for Rash. Mm, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Love you, Rash. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I think that was what I was looking for. And um, I tried a couple of different churches. Um, and some of them, um, like I enjoyed the worship, but I yep. didn't enjoy the pastor and, and some of them was the other way around and um there was one church that i went to for a couple of weeks um but they were meeting in a school and actually when i turned up i think it must have been like the fourth week or something that i was going there um and there was like loads of people at this church like it was one of the city center right. um and no one was there and Who i was like that? uh <laughs> And no one had like, Are you still drinking at this point though? Because you may have imagined it all. Mm. <laughs> Not as much <laughs> as I was. Um, no, like I wasn't going out and partying the same. Um, but yeah, like no one was there and it turns out like they had moved premises and told everybody like in the church. Just told their members and just yeah, and that. I was just like, oh, okay, cool. Is that what we don't know when we moved here? I don't know. Pete, did you let everybody know? Everybody knows. Okay. <laughs> For anybody that doesn't know, Hope Balanic is now meeting a Hope Hall in Baylorstone. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I, I, I stopped looking. Okay. I was like, I've tried a couple. It's not really worked out. It's not for me. Um, and I think part of it was looking for the social aspect, but I think the other part um, was coming to that realisation that actually I'm not living as a Christian. And maybe if I went to a church, um, that was going to challenge me. And um, where I did get teaching, I would have to change my life. Yeah. And, and that's leads yeah. me right in because I was going to ask you next you've not found a church you've kind of looked but what is your personal work but it sounds as if you weren't really willing to do that no I wasn't um, and I was like um, obviously I'm living with Brash at this stage and from everything that I had been taught I knew that that Pretty dodgy. was wrong yep. um, and I was like well I don't really want to change that um, Don't worry, I've had a similar experience. <laughs> um, Pete won't say anything. <laughs> <laughs> no, but and like, um, yeah, I didn't want to change again. Yeah. Nothing bad had happened. Um, I was quite happy, and I didn't want to be challenged. I didn't yeah. want to change anything. Um, okay, so. Do you find our church or do you find Jesus first in this journey? Um, I think it is really, really um, kind of similar timeline. Um, I had been 
bouncing around different jobs um, in the hospitality industry and staying at each place for a couple of years until I decided I didn't like it anymore and go yeah. find something else. Um, and I have friends here and that's great. And my relationship with Rash is going really well and that's great. Um, but there was something missing. Yeah. Um, and from an outsider looking in, um, who isn't a Christian, you know, I should have been happy. Yeah. Um, and I'm not saying that I wasn't, um, but you know, I had a job, I had a house, I had great friends, I had a great family. And, um, but to me, it just, it felt like that can't be it. Okay. And um, is- have you discussed this with Ash? Does he know that you're, you're kind of looking around and all? No. No. No, not at all. Because <laughs> um, I'm assuming you never actually speak about Jesus or, or being a Christian. Not to Rash, no. Mm. Um, I mean, there's sometimes things that, that come up, um, you know, like if something happened on the news and the church was involved... Um, Usually for the wrong reason. Mm, yeah. yeah. Um, it would be, oh, what do you think about that? Um, but that would always be my opinion, yeah. rather than how do you feel about that as a Christian? Um, and there had been a couple of instances um, where um, friends had made me feel like really uncomfortable about things. And that was probably like warning signs that I wasn't where I should have been. Okay. Um, so someone had asked me um, if I was a Christian, why didn't I go to church? And I was just like, <laughs> nah. yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And even that in itself can be challenging. Like, yeah. I mean, that's a very simple question. That, you should be able to answer. Yeah. But you know yourself, you're not living the life that you should. And you're Absolutely. not walking the walk that you should be walking. Absolutely. And still at the time saying, yeah, I'm a Christian, <laughs> taking the box yeah. and yeah, not following through with it at all. Okay. Um, so yeah, I knew something was missing um, and I started praying more um, and bouncing around job to job I had tried a couple of times to go to the police force and I'd got through a couple of stages of interview um but for whatever reason it hadn't worked out yeah um and I was walking the dog and walked past a banner at the Calvary Centre okay for Hope Balanuk wow yeah and you literally lived around the corner around the corner um so decided I was gonna go. Okay. And um Was that a Sunday? Because usually the banner was really only out on a Sunday. I think I it must know. have been a Sunday. Um so I didn't go there and then I went the next time it was on. Okay. Um so it must have been like a week later. Um and yeah. I think at that stage I was definitely looking for something more like I knew that I wasn't in the right place um and didn't know how to get out of it you know I still 
liked living with Rash and we were engaged, you know, we were going to be married. Um, and I liked my job and all of that kind of aspect of life, but I was still really kind of not wanting to change, but knew it wasn't right. Yeah. Um, do, you, do you think you, st- you still have the wanting the social aspect? Is that still playing a um, part in this, do you think? Or is that kind of over and done right now that you've been living here a few years and you already have that, that social yeah, aspect? Yeah, I felt, I don't think that's why I was looking at coming to church. Um, it was more because you knew that something was missing? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Can you remember your first Sunday coming into yeah. the Calgary Centre? Yeah. How, how did you feel in the lead up to that? Um, on, Sunday, on the Sunday morning, I was actually really nervous. Yeah. Um, having been to lots of different churches, uh, I'd obviously seen like what was expected um, at lots of different churches. And the part of the, the banner, um, I can't remember exactly what it said, but it was like, come as you are, or everybody yeah. welcome, something yeah. like that. And I was like, okay, I can probably turn up here in jeans. Like well, I you're walking in, we've all got hoodies right. and all that on. And yeah, and people are yeah. wearing shorts. Yeah. So I'm like, These okay. are pastels, to be fair. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes preaching with hats on as well. Like. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I was, I was nervous. Um, I guess, it, like, any time you walk into a room with people yeah. that you don't know, um, there's, there's always going to be a little bit of nerves. Um, but everyone was amazing. Yeah, that's like, good. Absolutely amazing. And well, it stands out to you, those first kind of few minutes of walking in. Can you remember anything? Yeah, just everyone was just, um, just chatting. Did Mo come over and chat to you? I bet you she did. Probably. Yeah, she would have. So I remember Mo, but not from the beginning of like okay. before the service. I think I ended up sitting next to Mo. Right. And at this point, I didn't know that Mo was Mo. Yeah. <laughs> she yeah. was just like another person there. And during the service, I burst into tears. Really? I was in absolute tears because I was like, this is what was missing. Um, and I just felt like, um, almost like someone had stood me underneath a waterfall and it was just peace yeah. hitting me, just completely overwhelming. And I just burst into tears. Wow. And obviously sitting next to Mo, crying, <laughs> it was immediate hug. Yeah, and me. she just stood there with her arm around me um, for probably like a good 20 minutes in that service. That's amazing. Yeah. Mo is the best. Yeah. Love that, that's actually the <laughs> tactics. Anyone that new comes in, Mo just, just sorts them right out. Well, it works. Absolutely. Because if... If you then give up on the charts and you've met more, you're a <laughs> terrible person. Like, <laughs> who was preaching that day? Can you remember? It was Joe. Joe? Oh, yeah. Real Joe. Um, so I think it must have been during Pete's holidays because neither of them were there. Wow. Uh-huh. Sky then, Pete. Mm. Um, okay, yeah, so Joe quite emotional him. then, first, yeah. first time there. Yeah. And, um, I'm assuming, did you hang about for, for lunch and... I didn't okay. actually, not the first day. Um, I can't even remember why. I don't know if I'd like put lunch on or like was going back home to have lunch with Rash or whatever, but I didn't stick around. 
because I was well aware that I had tried to make my best impression by putting makeup on <laughs> and then I had balled it all off. Um, so I was like, okay, bye. <laughs> like, if it makes you feel any better, I don't remember that. <laughs> um, I'm assuming yeah. I was there, but I, I, I don't no remember idea. that. Um, no idea. Okay, so you've been uh, to our mental church. Yeah. Um, you've cried. Yeah. Made a, a fool of yourself. Yeah. However, I've got a lot of emotions out and... and and probably starting to build that bridge with, with Jesus and, and yeah. really finding him again. Yeah. And that's what you needed, which is awesome. So what happens next then? Um, just loads of things happening at once. Are you in that honeymoon period of, <laughs> of being a Christian again? Because I um, remember that feeling. It's, yeah, it's yeah, I think so. And it was, a, it was definitely a, this is what I've been missing for my life. Um, wow, what have I been doing with my life? <laughs> um, yeah. You know, like, how have I got this far down this path? And what do I even do about it now? Um, and I think that feeling was really overwhelming because I was like, okay, things need to change. Yeah. Where do I start? What does that look like? And all of those worries about not wanting to change my life came, like, rushing back. Um, and going, I just, I don't even know what to do. Um, and then at the same time, um, Becca had invited me and Rash around for dinner. Wow. Um, and I think it was even that week. I think it might have been the Thursday. Um, or maybe the second time I came to church, it was the Thursday after. Anyway, she'd invited us around and... So I was like... Oh. Again, that's tactical, getting all the nice yeah. people out there. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, yeah, so I was kind of excited about that, um, really nervous, and then just praying a lot. Good. Um, and really just being like, okay, th- like, this is it. This is the point. My life is yours. That's amazing. Go. And that's the beauty of of the gospel. Yeah. And that's the beauty of grace. Yeah. You've lived those life or that those years completely separate from from your saviour. And then <laughs> it just exposes <laughs> exposes yeah. all this sin that's been going on. Yeah. And it just knocks you down, man. And yeah. you just start from from the beginning. Yeah. And it's, it's it's an emotional roller coaster. It really is. And then I guess there's always kind of that question of, can I even come back? I think we all ask that question. Like, yeah. And I think the Bible studies, like the women's Bible study in particular, um, really helped with that. Um, Because it was a time when you could actually talk about things and things that you were struggling with um, and have that support from everybody else going, yep, I'm in the exact same situation. That's, that's incredible. Yeah. Incredible. Okay, so you've still got this lingering relationship with, with Ash. Yeah. <laughs> so, without going in too deep, how, how, how's that? What's um, the battle going on there? Because you clearly want to be with him, you're marrying the guy. Yeah. Yeah. And um, that was actually really easy 
I think that was the part that I was most worried about um, with that whole life change yeah. and, and being challenged on that. Um, and I was challenged. I was like, okay, um, I've been living in sin. Yeah. Um, and it has obviously affected me and my heart more than um, I ever imagined. Um, and now I want to make this massive change in my life. And um, and it's going to happen. Yeah. Um, because God is going to make it happen. Yeah. And um, Rash is still there. <laughs> um, is Rash supportive during this? Massively. Yeah, that's good. Massively. And that's very helpful. Um, again, I think that's really down to the people at Hope. Um, at this point, he had come with me to a couple of my dad's church services. Okay. Um, which were in a very traditional Church of England church in Cornwall. Yeah. Um, he has some family friends um, who again go to a really really traditional church um, and we had started talking with church ministers for our marriage um, that were all at really traditional churches where um, the congregation is all 60 plus and um, (laughs) typical Shops, yeah, yeah, and um, and that's just not for him at all. Um, but Rash has always been really supportive of everything that I've done, even if he hasn't quite understand, or, like, understood why. So even like certain jobs that I've gone for, he'd be like, if it makes you happy, do it. Um, and at first, I think that was what church was to him. It was, yeah, if it makes you happy go for it, I'm not going to stop you. Um, but it was really when he started meeting people from church and actually coming to a couple of the services. And I remember Rash coming and I sat and had lunch with him. Mm. And uh, I thought we had it off quite well. I, I then asked him about six months later and he says he didn't remember it. So <laughs> <laughs> Rash, Rash won't remember anybody's names. Like Rash cannot remember what he did yesterday. Yeah. Um, I'll forgive him for it. Yeah. We, we started talking about golf, um, so that that kind of yeah. we found that level ground. But yeah, yeah, it was pretty cool to see him around. So that was good. Yeah, and I think having people um, that were not only um, of a similar age to him, but um, in a similar um, kind of life situation, like had partners and um, had jobs um, as well as being a Christian, you know, it wasn't a complete um, different lifestyle because I think all of the Christians that he'd met were either really, really old and Christian to them was go to church on Sunday because that's what you've been brought up to do. Yeah. Or it was my mum and dad (laughs) that had, you know, given their whole lives and... um, I can't even imagine what that must have felt like to him that I had then said, like, this is what I really, really believe now and this is what I want to do with my life. I bet he was worried in case you were like, <laughs> right, God wants us to go somewhere else. We're <laughs> shipping off. How do you like India? Because I hear it's really nice this time of year. <laughs> 
mate. They, yeah, like I can't, I can't even imagine what was going through his head. Um, but the whole time, he was really, really supportive, and I think he saw the change in me. Good. Um, yeah. Because ultimately, well, Christians that have partners that are non-Christians, we are a walking, talking gospel. <laughs> For those that yeah. are not going to read themselves, yeah. then yeah. ultimately they would see that in, in our lives. And it's important that he did see that change, and, and that's amazing. Yeah. And it's such a blessing that he was, he was there to support you yeah. and didn't make things difficult for you. So, yeah, yeah. well and rash. Yeah. Good lad. Okay, so you're, you're going to have lunch with the Bridgman, or dinner, sorry, mm-hmm. with the Bridgman. You are crying out to the Lord. Do you believe that that was a point that you were you were saved? Yeah. Um, and it's it's strange because... It was that peace yeah. feeling, um, and I guess it must have been quite different from people that are coming to Jesus um, for the first time, um, having that feeling because, like, I'd felt that peace before, and I'd understood what it had meant before. I just hadn't done anything about it. And it's a massive weight off your shoulders when you do yeah. it, right? Even though life is about to get so much <laughs> more difficult. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't. I don't really know what else to say, like other than that piece. And it was just. It was just right, and. It, yeah, just felt protected and um just like when people like talk about feeling the holy spirit like that's what that was yeah. i have absolutely no doubt about it um and yeah so i think i don't know if saved is the right word because i think like i understood it before and i had the belief that I had before yeah. um, was based in truth. Mm-hmm. Um, I just wasn't living that truth. Okay. Okay. So you've you've made that connection with, with Jesus yeah. again. He's uh, he's protecting you. Yeah. yeah you've uh, you've found a church that you're willing to stay around, <laughs> yeah. um, which is which is great. Um, you're due to marry Rash. Mm-hmm. Um, do you marry him soon after, or what's the kind of timelines there? Um, I think it must have been about a year okay. after I started coming to church that we got married. Good. Okay. So oh, what? no, actually. I'm getting that completely wrong. It was probably like three months. Yeah, because it was, it was nearly a year after we got married that I got baptised here. Okay, that's so that's, I'm getting confused. that's two weeks in a Baptism talk. Baptism marriage. <laughs> so Pete wasn't sure about his marriage to Tara <laughs> last know. week, and, and now I you're know. the same way. And I, I laughed at him uh. so much for that as well. <laughs> sorry, Pete. And Rash, sorry, Rash. Oh, yeah, that one too. <laughs> okay, hopefully whoever comes on next week's a lot better. With a, with you a, can with edit this, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Okay, so you're married. Yeah. You're around church. Yep. Awesome. Um, you mentioned uh, baptism there. So is yep. that is that kind of on the agenda for you? Yeah. So baptism really came up as um, a chat with Pete about membership, um, and whilst I'd been at a lot of different churches, um, being there as a child, that discussion of membership had never come up. Yeah. Um, and after speaking with my dad, I had like visited some churches that had membership, but I'd never been part of one. Um, so that was a whole new concept to okay. me. Um, well, that's because we're a kilt. Well, yeah, you right. know, and I wanted a hoodie. That's why we all do it. Yeah. <laughs> and that's why I need to wear blue again, because <laughs> it's part of the rules that you're not actually allowed to wear any other colour other than Am I going to get choked out now then? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so yeah, so back to baptism. Yeah. So. <laughs> um, and yeah, Pete had chatted with me about it. And um, I guess that was kind of like the first hurdle for me. So did you in- instigate this conversation or was it Pete? Um, yeah, I think I'd asked Pete about it at the weekend away. Um and then just kind of left it a couple of months and then Pete had messaged me like, oh, do you still want to do that? <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, the so first off, the, the whole membership thing to me was completely different and that took m- me getting my head around it a little bit yeah. um, to understand kind of why um, and why it's necessary. Um, and then... The next bit was baptism, um, and I was christened um, as a baby. Okay. Um, I'd then done my confirmation, um, which was my, um, you know, I believe in Jesus. I understand what He did for me, um, and when Peter said, like, actually, you need to get baptized. Um, to become a member, um, but also really sounds forceful. <laughs> you need to get baptized. <laughs> um, uh, um, yeah, I'd like to become a member, but um, but these are all the reasons why and why yeah. we ask that in um, what it says in the Bible. Um, and my first reaction to that was, well, I've been baptized i was christened like i yep. don't need it um so yeah that was the first kind of hurdle for me that was a little bit of a wrestle like okay um what are my mum and dad gonna think about this okay um because you know they they'd christen me as a baby and yeah. if i get baptized again am i just going and <laughs> know what you did didn't count yeah yeah um that was a rehearsal yeah, um, you know, that was just water, it didn't mean anything. <laughs> um, and then, um, do I feel I need it? Um, like, am I just doing it to be a member of the church? Yeah. Um, and, and those are I, all good like, questions to ask. Yeah, if I am, that's the wrong reason to be doing 100%, it. Like, yeah. um, so that was something that I was really, really praying about. For a long time um and 
going back and forward in my mind, going through everything, going, oh, well, what about this and what about that and what about this? And um, it, got, <laughs> it got to the stage where I was like, I'm doing this. Like, I'm doing yeah. this to myself. This is yeah. me saying all these things in my head. And really, I had said I'm going to give my life to Jesus and that he is in control and that his will be done. So that was when I started changing how I prayed about it. Okay. Because at first I was like, okay, tell me what to do. What should I do? Um, like, I don't know if this is right for me and, um, like, all of those questions and then that changed to god do you want me to do this yeah um like and yes it's <laughs> <laughs> like, absolutely yes um and so i messaged pete that day like after i prayed that god said um, yes pete I god said yes i'm all right we're on board um <laughs> and again it was that feeling of peace like yeah yeah, I've made the right decision. Jesus is in control of this. And then going through everything with Pete before my baptism as to why people get baptized as an adult, um, what the baptism symbolizes and why it's important. And going I, I found that course really, really interesting. Yeah. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, it's really good. And so much stuff that I had either heard before um and just forgotten um (laughs) heard before but not really in the context of um like an adult baptism so um i'd obviously like heard about john the baptism john the baptist and jesus getting baptized um but just from a oh baptism's what you do yeah like there's water involved and that's how you do it (laughs) Um, and I'd never heard it um, kind of taught as to why you get baptised and how people are believers before you get baptised. 100% and that's exactly what I was going to say. My understanding of it was you got baptised to be saved. Yeah. It's kind of (laughs) the way I looked at it and the way I understood it and really it's not. It's you showing that you're already walking with Christ. Yeah. Uh, is ultimately the reason for it and yeah and you went through that journey yeah yeah when was that was that not during lockdown yep yeah so <laughs> we're into the pandemic legally during lockdown <laughs> yeah but of so, course you were doing it social distancing and, yeah and yeah so we did uh we did the course online um Good old all, zoom. all over zoom yeah, yeah. okay so he says you enjoyed that course. You went yeah. through that. You've decided through um, through prayer that that's that's the way forward and that's what you need to do. Yeah. So you were baptized. Uh, it was August. Yeah. I wasn't here. I Shocker. watched on I watched on <laughs> uh, on Facebook or YouTube. Yeah. One of the two when it was getting live streamed. Ali and I were um, driving part of the North Coast Five Hundred and had it on in a laptop. <laughs> um, how was how was that day for you? incredible yeah just amazing yeah um like rash came and that was um yeah amazing incredible like all of that like it was just really really important to me that he was there um but also really good that 
um he wanted to be there as well that's amazing um yeah he that's was really like good. um and he probably doesn't understand everything that it means to me at this point in time but he knew that it meant a lot and yeah. he was like no i'm going to be there um as well as one of our friends eric um who is also a christian um and yeah i think that was just really um important yeah, south that african so yeah that was that was really great that he was there as well um and my mum and dad watched oh, that's, um, that's from nice. Cornwall. So and they supported lovely. you because you were worried about that? Yeah. Okay. Um, so I'd made the decision <laughs> that I was uh, going to get baptised. And it had been something that I was talking to mum and dad about. Um, like, I'm still really close with them. And we talk every week. And um, I said, like, I'm thinking about it. Yeah. And... At that point, neither of them had really given a reaction, <laughs> which I, like, they were absolutely doing it so that I made the right choice for me and that I wasn't swayed by yeah. them either way. Um, and that is how they have dealt with every decision that I've made. Like, they will support me. Um, but that kind of made me worry more <laughs> because I was like, okay, they're not saying this was a good idea, I'm not saying this is a bad idea. I'm just disappointed, I'm not angry. Yeah, yeah. I was like, no. Um, So I told them, and they were over the moon. They were so happy. um, Because they're following, still praying for you, like all those years. Yeah. And you found your saviour again. Yeah. Uh, They must have, uh, yeah, I could imagine how they felt. That must have been incredible for them. I remember ringing my mum after I'd been to church that first Sunday and just being like, I found a church. And she was like screaming down the phone <laughs> um, and just being like, yeah. And she absolutely can't wait to come and visit. She's like, I want to come and meet everybody and I want to see your church and I want to see everything like this. Um, so yeah, straight after lockdown, they'll be up here. Yeah, um, that's good. Okay, <laughs> so, yeah. so you've been baptised. Yep. Um, phenomenal day. Fantastic got wet yeah full of cold in a mask as well oh yeah yeah like enough, eh? that was um yeah and pete doing it okay so you went through all that yeah um, still alive good. yep so a few months have passed now mm-hmm. um where are you at with your walk with the lord it because all the excitement is probably <laughs> calm down <laughs> well um yes and no really um i think when i said that like i was gonna give my life to jesus and that was just how it was gonna be um i knew that things were gonna change i didn't expect things to change so quickly and i didn't expect things to change so massively um so at the time i was working for a recruitment company in the city centre and um, I liked my job you know it, um, it was a good job I liked who I worked with yeah. um, I was quite happy um, I had given up with the police I tried again one last time and I got further through the interview stage than I'd ever got before 
Um, but again, I was told no, and I was like, okay, that's it. It's just, it's not yeah. meant to be, and that's fine. Um, and then when, um, when I started coming to church again, and when I gave my life to God, I was like, should I be trying again? Like, is that why I wasn't okay. getting as far as I was? Because I wasn't in the right place in my yeah. life to be able to do that. Makes sense. Um, and I do, I really believe that, like, if I had gone into the police force at that stage that I would not have managed um and so yeah I'd kind of um come to a peace with it but then started questioning it again yeah, and was like yeah. is that what I'm meant to be doing like and God knows what capabilities and yeah. he knows where we're pushed to our limit and, yeah. and maybe it wasn't yeah. the right the right time or the right thing for you to do um and obviously lockdown um but lockdown for me um like personally is been such a blessing um and that is not to take away from the heartache that people have had when they've lost loved ones and and I realize how serious it is um but for me it was a time that I just got to slow down and spend time with god spend yeah. time reading the bible and actually realizing how much of the bible i don't know um like you know i know all of the the stories that i learned at sunday school and i know um the snippet verses that were taught a lot at like church of england um but reading full books of the bible was something that i'd never done before coming to this church yeah i, I feel you i feel you yo you, you always seem to know the the kind of go-to stories, yeah, the famous yeah. stories that everyone knows. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, it's really um, gives you a right kick when you actually start to realise how much you don't know. Yeah, yeah. And definitely a kick in the right direction as well. Yeah. It wasn't a, there's so much that I don't know, I can't do this, run away. It was, there's so much I don't know and there's so much I need to know. Absolutely. And um, wanting to kind of continue with that. Um, and so that was amazing and I also got to spend time with Rash too Um, like when lockdown started we'd been married six months and for the first kind of two years of our relationship we were living in different cities since we started living together we had both been working shift work um, and really the only time that we had had with just us was holidays and to be honest most of our holiday time was spent visiting family mm-hmm. so we'd only had like one or two holidays but lockdown was okay no you're in the house and you're together and yep. that was a really really good time um for our marriage um i think it it's obviously come quite soon in our marriage um but it has been brilliant um and then the fact that the church um, and most of the people in the church are part of the same community that I live in. Yeah. Um, you know, they've been the people that I've been seeing. I haven't been seeing anyone from work. I haven't been seeing any of my other friends and family. Mm. I have been seeing and spending time with people from church um, and just being really encouraged by them and supported by them and um, 
yeah there's there's no real other way to describe it other than like church family like it really is it really is um okay um so i think we will start to wrap this up (laughs) cool um (laughs) oh yeah so that's the other massive change (laughs) okay um well, P- P- Pete did want us to wrap it up there. Um, but yeah. You all have to watch this one in three parts, I think. <laughs> Sorry. Cool. I've got all night. Tell us about your job. I haven't. I've got work tomorrow. Um, <laughs> so, um, yeah, I've been um, toying with the idea of trying for the police again. And then lockdown came around. And at that stage... Um, at the beginning of lockdown, I was still working. Then I was put on furlough for a while. And I was just so thankful that I still had a job. Yeah. Um, there were so many people who were losing jobs, particularly in the industry that I was working in. Um, and I was really, really thankful that I worked for a good company who were supporting us. Um, and I had a really good manager um he was keeping in contact and i'd been promised job security and i was like i'm grateful for that there is nothing more that i can ask for right now um and then pete messaged me (laughs) um and he sent me a message that said you've got managerial experience haven't you and my reply to it was yes why <laughs> because with Pete it could be absolutely yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. like you'll know this more than anyone. Like Pete gets an idea and then runs with it. Yeah. Um, I mean I only <laughs> was like joking about doing a podcast and, was, <laughs> and here we are. We are. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, so uh I was a bit like kinda dubious about the response to that. And he sent me a link um to a job. Um, that was with a Christian charity um, working in homelessness prevention and I'd never heard of the charity before Um, I looked at the job title and went (laughs) yeah right (laughs) (laughs) there is no way that I can do that I have no experience in that Um, there were so many areas that the job covered that I had just never done before yeah but I had managed people. Um, and it turns out that um, it had come through like a couple of different people. So Pete had got it from Paul and Paul had got it from someone um, that he knew that was also called Paul. Okay. Who actually works for Bethany Christian Trust. This is the charity. And um, they were like, well, why don't you just give him a phone? Give this guy Paul <laughs> a phone and... Um, and see what it's about. I was like, okay, <laughs> fine. <laughs> um, so I gave him a call on, it was a Monday, and I was like, look, this job looks great. Um, I don't think I can do it, though. Is there any point in me applying? Okay. <laughs> Good way to sell yourself. <laughs> yeah. Definitely be putting that on the CV. <laughs> For someone that worked in recruitment as well, I was yeah. like, what am I doing? Yeah. Um, it's reverse psychology <laughs> though, yeah? Yeah, massively. <laughs> and uh, so I said to him, I was like, look, I, I don't know if there's any point in me applying. Let me tell you a little bit about myself. So 
told him and he was like, yeah, go for it. I was like, okay. Um, so the applications had to uh, be in pretty quickly after that. Um, yeah. Like it was a pretty quick closing date. Um, so I think I put the application in maybe like two days before the closing date. Okay. Um, and was like, you know, I'm not too bothered if I don't get it. I have a job. I'm okay. I don't even know if I can do that job. Yeah. I'll put it in and see what happens. Um, I then get a call asking if I can come in for an interview in a couple of days. And I was in Norfolk. Okay. And I was like, um, yeah, no, I actually can't come in for an interview. Um, can we please do it over Zoom? And they were so lovely and said, yeah, absolutely, let's do it. Um, had the interview. Um, and that was the longest interview I've ever had. Um, <laughs> but it was amazing. Like, we prayed in the interview. Wow. Um, and just speaking to these people, like the type of questions they were asking, um, was, um, you know, about Jesus and, um, about where my faith was at and, um, how I feel about, um, helping people and things like this. And then, um, so not really a lot as to, uh, can you actually do this job? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it kind of got around to the question of, okay, so if you were successful, like what kind of training would you need? And I was like, well, everything. Um, apart from the managerial bit, like I know how yep. to manage people, but working with homeless people I've never done, working with people in addiction I've never done, working in community building I've never done. Um, and that was it. They were like, okay, we'll be in touch. Uh, so... I remember Ash asking me how the interview had went. Um, and I told him that I really, really wanted the job. Like, like the guys who interviewed me were just amazing. They talked about, like, some of the work that was being done, and that was incredible. And then, um, yeah, just, like, the values that they put on the work and um, just really letting Jesus lead the work every single day. Yeah. Um, so I was like, I really, really want it. I don't think I'm going to get it. And they phoned me the next day and offered me the job. Amazing. Yeah. Amen. Uh, yeah. So I started last November and I love it. Fantastic. It is like, it's absolutely where I'm meant to be. Um, <laughs> and looking back, I can see that everything that came before it, um, like when I bounced around because stuff hadn't felt right or I wasn't happy, like it was because I wasn't meant to be here. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, and that's that's God at work. Yeah, it really is. Yeah, um, and I'm glad you enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, <It's a> bonus. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that's that's really good, really really good. Okay, so we'll start wrapping it up now. <laughs> um, so last week I got Pete to just read one Bible verse that that came to mind. Yeah. So do you want to read out one for you? I know you have about ten <laughs> <Yeah>. listed, but <laughs> given the time, no, let's yeah, let's fine. maybe stick that's to, to one if you okay. don't mind. Yeah, no problem. So And here's one I prepared earlier. Yeah. 
Um, so, the... I found it really hard when you asked me what my favourite one was because <laughs> I was like, I have lots for different reasons. Um, but the one that I've gone for is Isaiah 53, 6, um, which says, We all went astray like sheep. We all have turned to our own way. And the Lord has punished him for the iniquity of us all. And that really sums up what we've just discussed tonight. Yeah. So, so why did you go with that? Um, that's like my life in yeah. two sentences. Yeah. Um, yeah, like just looking back at how I was and how I was like, okay, I know about Jesus and I know what he's done for me and I don't care. Yeah. Um, like, how can that ever be forgiven? Like, but it is. Absolutely. Like, Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, amazing. Uh, real true words from the, from the Bible that really speak to all of us, so thanks for sharing that. Um, if I could ask you just to give a message to people that are listening that are yeah. maybe not trusting in Jesus at this point, maybe not Christians, what message would you give them? Um, I, I think particularly like um, for people that are in a similar situation that I was in, like um, things when you're living a life where things aren't bad, you know you're reasonably happy and um, you don't feel like you're a sinner. That's not a word that you would probably use for yourself. Um, and you wouldn't say that you're a bad person or that you might have done bad things. Um, I think like there will always be that feeling that you're wanting something more. Yeah. Um, or that feeling that something is missing and that something isn't quite right. Um, and it's true. There is something missing. Um, and that something is Jesus. Yeah. And um, nothing else um, will fill that hole. A solid message. Thanks. Well done. Okay, uh, why don't I just quickly pray for us before awesome. we say goodbye? Um, so, yeah. Let's pray. Lord, thank you for bringing Dilly to our wee church. She's uh, an absolute blessing to all of us. And the way we hear her speaking about how much she loves you and dedicates her life to you is so encouraging Lord so I do appreciate that you, you bring in Dilly to us and Lord I, again I just ask for you to use this podcast to, to speak to people that are maybe missing you in their life whether it's Christians that have, have lost their, their faith a little or whether it's non-Christians Lord I just ask you to speak to them only you can can take someone through the journey that Dilly's went through. It's not us that's doing this. It's not our work. This is all you, Lord. And we're, we're thankful for it every day. So I just ask that you, you work on these things. You continue to do your work. Yeah. Lord, I bring these things to, to you today. In your son's name. Jesus, amen. 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 Thanks very much. That Thank was a, a journey, <laughs> um, which I really enjoyed. I didn't, didn't know a lot of that, so 
Thank you. Uh, yeah. Until next time, troops. Thank you for listening to the My Hope Story podcast. To find out how you can have your own hope story, go to www.myhopestory.co.uk.